Hello, market meditators, and welcome to your daily market briefing. Short, snappy, no BS, 10-minute daily updates about the crypto markets. Delivered to you by me, Kin. A change all crypto investors need to make. Whether you are a beginner, intermediate, expert in the cryptocurrency markets, there is one step that should always be part of your crypto process when it comes to investing or considering any type of coin or project. By the end of today's call, you're going to know exactly what that step is and how to start using it or implementing it today. So I will get on to that step that you have to incorporate into your cryptocurrency process. But of course, we can't start any decision process approach to the cryptocurrency markets without looking at the charts first. So come with me now, we're going to take a look at the BTC, Ethereum and altcoin market charts. BTC is pretty much neutral on the day, still sort of resting or hovering around that 19k level. Yesterday's newsletter included some BTC technical analysis. The macro structure is ranging sideways in a macro downtrend. Key support at 18.5k, key resistance at 20.5k. So what will we do or expect going forward? Trading the range while in the range. Look for shorts under 18.5k. You can also look out for longs above 20.5k, but we're still on a macro downtrend. So this is the riskiest play. So that's the technical point of view. From a fundamental point of view, it's likely that we're seeing BTC struggling around this 19k level because there is so much fundamental data coming through this week that maybe investors are taking a bit of a wait and see approach. For example, this is earnings season now. It continues with Apple and Google parent Alphabet among the major tech companies scheduled to report. And of course, as well as the earning reports, we have a lot of important indicators coming out regarding the current state of inflation. Uh, Today, we're expecting the conference board will release October's consumer confidence index showing a likely decline. And remember, the data points that we're going to get in the next few weeks are really important because they will help pave the way for what might happen at the next FOMC meeting. Next meeting is in just eight days. Very strong probability of a 75 basis point interest rate hike, or in other words, another aggressive interest rate hike, which will create less favorable conditions for risk assets like cryptocurrency. ETHS USD continues its pattern versus yesterday of actually performing a tiny bit better than BTC, currently around about the 13.4k level. And in the altcoin markets, one of the top movers on the 24-hour is uh, Chili's, that's up about 7%, more on that in a second. But we've also got some big losers like Aave and of course Aptos as well, which has made the news recently due to their big airdrop, which a lot of candidates were eligible for. So that was our analysis of the charts. Why was that important? Because going into any crypto approach or strategy, we need to be aware of what the charts look like. And of course, we've seen that they are looking pretty bleak. Now, before we get onto that one important step that everyone needs to include in their crypto journeys, we also have to look at the top headlines in the crypto news today. This is going to give us important context. And as usual, this should be a step in everyone's approach when they open up their laptop or mobile or whatever you use to consider some sort of crypto move. So we saw in our altcoin market analysis that Chili's has been rallying and this is a token that falls into the genre of sports and supporting fans and indeed fan tokens of Peruvian, Spanish and Brazilian national football teams have rallied as the FIFA World Cup nears. 
The 2022 FIFA World Cup will be one of the biggest sporting spectacles and it is actually less than a month away. The event, reputed to be a net positive for the global economy, seems to have brought excitement to the so-called football fan tokens, cryptocurrencies that allow holders to access a variety of fan-related perks offered by the football teams. In the past seven days, fan tokens of the Peruvian national football team, Spain's national team and Brazil's national team have rallied 29%, 17% and 12% respectively. According to the data source CoinGecko, fan tokens of Turkish and Argentinian teams have risen by 10% and 9%. So I'm less interested maybe here in those specific tokens, but more to do with the fact that football is such a big thing across the world. The fans are so supportive of the game and to see that incorporated into cryptocurrency in any way will surely be a good thing for our industry. If you'll be watching the World Cup this year, let me know in the comments which team you're supporting. Next up, we continue to see some trouble in the stablecoin market area. Near Foundation urges winding down of USN stablecoin sets aside $40 million. The Near Foundation, an organization supporting the blockchain of the same name, urged the winding down of the USN stablecoin and announced it's setting aside $40 million to fund a USN protection program. USN is a near-native stablecoin which was created and launched by Decentral Bank DCB in April according to a statement from the Near Foundation on Monday. The foundation said USN is an independently operated community-run project and that it had no direct financial assistance from the Near Foundation. Just a few more headlines to make sure we have a sense and feel for the current market dynamic before I share that step that everyone should be incorporating into their crypto process. The judge approved Celsius' schedule for a possible sale. A federal bankruptcy judge has approved Celsius's bidding procedure plans, setting a schedule in motion that could see the platform's assets sold by the end of next year. While Celsius may still submit a standalone proposal to reorganize, the procedures lay out the steps for a sale of the platform's assets. Celsius plans to solicit bids for the retail asset business, which includes the earn accounts and coin balances, the retail and institutional lending portfolio, its swap services, staking platform payment feature, DeFi arm, and any crypto assets it's holding. It also plans to solicit bids for the remaining assets, which would include the mining business. This saga has been dragging on for so long and has been a sort of negative connotation for the cryptocurrency markets. To see steps towards its resolution is certainly positive. We've also had the news that Apple blocks using NFTs to avoid app store fees. In an update, Apple restricts apps from using NFTs to encourage consumers to do business outside the company's purview, potentially circumventing the company's ability to charge up to 30% commissions on transactions. The company is effectively discouraging NFT buyers and sellers to transact business in the app. A lot of the time when an entity or individual or company has tried to block or limit what goes on in the realm of cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency finds a way of fighting back and making some sort of resolution. So let's watch this story. Last but not least, Hong Kong and Singapore's mega rich are eyeing crypto investments. Hong Kong and Singapore's wealthy elite appear to be looking at digital assets with fervor after a new report from KPMG suggesting over 90% of family offices and high net worth individuals are interested in investing in the digital asset space or have already done so. 
According to an October the 24th report from KPMG China and Aspen Digital titled Investing in Digital Assets, as much as 58% of family offices and high net worth individuals of respondents in a recent survey are already investing in digital assets and 34% plan to. So why was it important to look at the headlines? Because we see that despite the charts and the pressure the charts are facing, development in the cryptocurrency market continues. And that is our current bias for today. I'm now going to move on to that step skill process that everyone needs to include in their crypto method. The step that every single crypto investor should be taking is due diligence. Due diligence is essential for your success in the cryptocurrency markets and the likely culprit for any failures. There are so many different aspects to due diligence, but one of the most important is a good understanding of tokenomics. Now, I've done a beginner's call for tokenomics. If you are very new to tokenomics, I would suggest you check that out as well. The link is in the description. But for those of you who have a baseline foundation, I'm going to talk to you about two critical components of tokenomics that have to be part of your process. Because remember, good tokenomics is an indicator that a project or coin is set up for future success. Certain red flags in tokenomics can almost guarantee that the project or coin is a scam or a rug pull. So two components. The first is vesting. Quite simply, vesting refers to how long tokens are required to be held before they can be sold. This can range from years to no requirement at all. Functionally, this can be interpreted as an indication of how longevity-minded founders are. For example, if a team features no unlock of their own token allocation, there would be no mechanisms in place to prevent a huge sell-off, resulting in big profits for them and big problems for us. Vesting cliffs outline the time required that must pass before tokens begin their unlock. So for example, it might be that a team can't actually access their tokens or their ownership or their upside of a given project or coin until after three years. That means, presumably, that they're going to grow, build, work on the project for three years, that they're serious about it, compared to maybe building and growing for about one day, taking advantage of all the momentum they managed to cook up on social media, and then immediately selling all their tokens. Cliffs of a year or more usually indicate a respectable time frame. Vesting occurs in a number of different formats, but linear unlocking is a popular choice. This method releases a static amount of tokens regularly over a span of days, weeks, or months until the group's entire allocation is met. Some projects feature no vesting terms for one or more groups of investors. These should be approached with extreme caution, since there is no guarantee against founders dumping huge amounts to seize opportunity at your expense. Maybe that was a bit difficult to follow along with, so let me actually talk you through an example. Let's consider Maple Token's vesting schedule. Usually it looks like a line graph with different sections in it and uh, shaded or filled in. The last part of a vesting schedule is usually flat, indicating that all the tokens have now been released. In the case of Maple Finance, there is a two-year vesting term for its team, in other words, 24 months, and a 1.5-year term for seed investors. 
even with no mention of a cliff, the team will only receive their dollar NPL allocation linearly over 24 months. This implies founding members are less likely to be looking to make a quick buck and more likely to concern themselves with the long-term success of their work. You should always be able to find a vesting schedule for a project in its white paper or maybe even on its website. If you can't find one, that is a red flag. You absolutely must know about the tokenomics of a project or coin. So putting it all together, cliffs, lockup periods, and vesting schedules reveal critical information. If you spot a project with no mechanism in place to control how quickly early investors and developers receive payouts, it should give you pause. Those networks and protocols with respectable release schedules usually coincide with a sincere desire to see their project succeed. So we discussed vesting, but I did promise you two aspects of tokenomics. Let's move on to the next. Token distribution. As well as considering when you can unlock your tokens, we also want to know how much of the overall token supply do you have? Token distribution says a lot about a project's economy. The proportion of user and investor ownership of tokens can reveal just how fairly assets are allocated. Proper designations for community, internal owners, early investors, foundations, marketing, development, etc. must all be considered before responsibly moving forward. Mizari published a comparison of blockchain distributions in 2021. Looking at how each network and protocol divided its initial token supply shows that every project approaches distribution differently. Some projects allocate a lot of tokens to the public sale. Others allocate plenty for the community. Others have a very big allocation for insiders and others have a large allocation for foundations and more. But just because distributions can be different doesn't mean there aren't some guiding principles we can lean on. A token distribution with team members enjoying an allocation higher than 30% should be scrutinized. Though this is not always a negative signal, it does warrant a deeper look. If team members reserve the lion's share of tokens for themselves, it's easier to exit at the expense of others. So once again, it is a red flag to not have information about token allocation or distribution. It is a red flag, importantly, if there is a allocation that is completely vague and doesn't make any sense. So you might think, okay, great, the team only has 20%, that seems fair. But then you see something like other 20% and it doesn't actually explain what that is. That should be concerning because that might well be for the team and then you've got 40% which goes into the concerning territory. So how can you get information when the white paper doesn't give you everything you want? Community calls. Though not a conventional category placed within the scope of tokenomics, community followings are easily one of the most important areas to investigate. The conviction and knowledge levels of people excited to engage the project has major implications for its token. Join Discord, talk in Telegram, scroll Twitter, all of these are a must. When speaking to members, make note of staff response time, depth of knowledge, and overall sentiment. Also ask about the token. Seeing how readily answers come to you should provide a hint as to whether or not others are familiar with the project's tokenomics. And make yourself at home. Sit back and people watch. If the chat is spammed with when token or my coin moon constantly, you might be dealing with irrational mania instead of sound bullishness. When taken into consideration, community sentiment and the following provides a potential confluence to your own assessment of a protocol or network's tokenomics. So following on from the example of if a 20% allocation has been dedicated to other and there is no information on the vesting of the other allocation, you might take to a community 
platform like Telegram to ask the founders or the admins or the moderators about that allocation and you might get a very clear and fair answer which would be promising or you might see that you're ignored or given a very vague answer which will further confirm your negative bias of the project. And so importantly this is just our assessment of tokenomics. It's just the beginning of your journey toward becoming an educated investor and there are so many other steps and measures you can be taking. We rubber is how they say goodbye in Uganda.